Hey there, really quick before we dive into today's podcast, would you do us a favor and rate and share this podcast? That would help us out tremendously for blowing this thing up. We're not really big on asking for these types of things, but we really want to expand and be able to bring on more cool people like today's guest. If you can take a minute, it only takes a minute, that would be great. All right, let's get to it. Welcome to The Producer Mindset, where we interview industry leaders about entrepreneurship, marketing, business development, and overall what it takes to run a successful business in, but not exclusive to, the real estate industry in today's age. Today we have Min Nguyen at What's a Mortgage on Instagram. Uh, Min was born in Vietnam and raised in California. He joined the mortgage industry in 2003, um, ending up managing a branch of around 100 loan officers before he started his mortgage company, What's a Mortgage, in 2017. With over 98,000 followers on Instagram, Min has made it his mission to educate the homebuyer through engaging and entertaining content. Without further ado, here is Min Nguyen. What up, Josh? What up, Michael? What's going, what's going on? Not much, man. Awesome. Glad we were able to make it on, man. This will be fun. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so um, we just kind of roll right into it. You know, okay. not a whole lot. Um, you know, we just talk about business development, entrepreneurship, and marketing, growing your personal brand, educating, you know, inspiring people. So mm -hmm. um, we can just dive right into it. So, Min, the first thing that we ask all of our guests when they come on, the producer mindset is one day you're born now you're here fill us out on what happened in between and let's do that pre what's a mortgage okay uh pre what's a mortgage uh i got in the mortgage industry in 2003 i was um i had my vending machine business i was going to fullerton college and i was in class and my buddy told me about how he made 40 something thousand dollars uh, uh, do mortgages. He sent me an e-fax. I don't know if a lot of people remember what e-fax was. It's just one, there was only one way to send over something, right? Back then. So he e-faxed over. I saw this check. I'm like, dude, how'd you get this money? He's like, I did it doing mortgages. I sold my vending machine business. I dropped out of college and I got into mortgages in 2003. So I got into mortgages. And of course, that's when the crazy times were there. Um, when the market turned, crashed or turned, well, people have different definitions. In 2007, you know, of course, everyone retreated. I moved back home to my parents' house, but I kept doing mortgages. I was part of a company called Metro City Mortgage. And I noticed a lot of the loan officers were older guys just laughing at us because we're young kids who fled the market and they're still making money in 07, 08 because they stuck to purchases. So they helped educate me as admin, if you focus on purchases, you will never starve. So of course I started building my business on purchases from 2008 up until 2017, I was the only one left in the mortgage industry between me and my friends. And they all came back. Everyone worked for me. I built a pretty decent sized team. We were funding, let's say 65 million a month. I was making close to 1%. So do the math and things were rolling. And then 2017, I opened my, or 2015, I opened my own company. And, you know, a lot of my loan officers left the bigger companies, especially um, they were, they were doing a lot of volume. And of course, I didn't believe they would leave because they were not loan officers before they met me. They were selling direct TV, <laughs> selling cars, selling precious metals. They didn't have two pennies to rub together. So I turned them into all, you know, I made them wealthy and they all left. So instead um, of continually building up more loan officers, 
I went out there to try to grow my own business. It just wasn't working the same way in 2017. So in June, I started What's a Mortgage. So when I started What's a Mortgage, I was losing everything because everyone left me, but they left me with a bunch of bad loans and debt. Uh, you know, I ended up owing a lot of money. Um, you know, I sold my house. I kept on doing What's a Mortgage. The money I made probably year one in What's a Mortgage in 2018 got me out of a lot of my debt. Once I got out a lot of my debt, I went to U.S. Bank. I was tired. I took a, an okay deal. Just I made less, but I was able to breathe and relax. We went from U.S. Bank to Loan Depot, and then we went independent after that. And now we're here, and our business model is a lot different compared to other lenders and realtors out there. So quick question there. When you started Watson Mortgage, this is, you said, 2017? 2017, yes, June 2017. So in June 2017... I mean, at the time, I think that was like peak, or at least a, I would say like peak Instagram, Facebook, and even SEO, right? When it came to, if you if you heard like the Ty Lopez's of the world, digital marketing is what everybody needs to pay attention to. How did Watson Mortgage begin? Was it just a, a thought, an idea? And then how did you turn that idea eventually into what it is today? I decided in 2017, um, I was trying to work with realtors again because my business was flopping where I didn't have loan officers. So I went to work with realtors. It just wasn't working out. So the goal was how do I get to like, why do, why does everyone need to work with a real estate agent? Because they have buyers. What do realtors do? They work their sphere of influence or they door knock. So why am I chasing realtors when I can chase the consumers? Cause I'm doing the same thing as why not do the same thing as a realtor? I can do it on mass level if I did social because I did see Ty Lopez. So yeah. that's when we started building content. So if we can build content and we put it out there and there's at that point, at that time, not a lot of people were putting out content yet for mortgage. So we started putting out content and we started how to get through my fears, my delivery. I still talk really fast. I'm working on slowing it down still. Just building up my confidence, building up my knowledge. And, you know, I decided, you know, at that point, like, oh, it's working. Well, my goal is to educate the consumer. If I can educate the consumer first, I'll get the business before the realtor and I'll control the real estate as well. So that's how I, I started in 2017. That's really cool, man. At which point did you know it was working for you? I almost gave up. I knew it was working for me. So in 2017, I started in, and I was building up momentum. I just couldn't get any of my videos to do well. So I dropped this video and I did it off the top of my head, kind of like Ed Sheeran dropped that his first song off the, off the top of his head. So we did this VOE video. I did all these other videos that didn't do well. I did this VOE, give me a V, V, I got your V, I got your V. So I did this video and it started picking up momentum. So I put a couple bucks behind it in ads when Facebook ads weren't that big yet. And boom, I my followers started picking up because even if you put money behind a video, if it's not a good video, you're not going to gain followers and people to follow you and engage with you. So you can't just throw any video at, which I learned further on in, in the road or on down. So we put money behind it. I sold my house in 2018. Um, my wife took her uh, half the equity. Her and I kind of separated a little bit. Um, I put my money into ads and I started turning the business. So March kicked in. March, April, May, June, May, and June. That's when I started funding loans. I started funding, I went from nothing to nine fundings a month. And all of a sudden I got to 18 fundings a month. And that's when I wiped out all my debt. 
So I knew it was working once that May 2018, all of a sudden I funded nine loans. As someone who has not done loans since, actually did a loan application since 2008, 2009, all of a sudden nine loans. And I started picking up more and more momentum. I'm like, okay, this is, thing is real. It's working, it's working. So of course, as I made more money, I kept on pumping more money to ads because I wanted to target my audience on what type of clientele I wanted to reach in through, not just organic uh, viewers where you can't control the the, the clientele. That's that really is, cool. that is so cool. I um so a long period of time without without funding a loan. I feel like um talking about kind of right now and where we're at currently. Um, we're kind of in an interesting time in 2022. People are discouraged, right? They're facing some things maybe that they haven't faced before. And being that you have been through that, what are some failures that you've encountered since you've been an originator for so long? And like, really kind of how did you overcome those to become who you are today? I think the, the biggest failure is relying on other people to bring you the business. Loan officers rely on real estate agents. And real estate agents are being approached by different lenders every day. So you want a, your lead source to be on to, to be in a well that changes so much. That is not success. That is failure waiting to happen. So that's where failure set up. So I think when you start relying on resources that ca cannot be consistent with you, that's where the biggest failure comes in from, uh, I think, being a loan officer. Gotcha. Even I was, real um, agent. Look at Zillow. They just yeah, get yeah, everyone yeah. dirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They control. They control you. Once once they have you, and once you're paying them, then they can control you. They can raise the prices. They can do whatever they want. Right? They work you like a puppet. Um, and that's why I really love your content approach. The just education based marketing. It's so. I feel like it's so underutilized. I feel like more and more people are definitely jumping on now. Right? But the way that you have kind of your business set up, do you get the majority of your business from Instagram or is this, is it coming from other places as well? I'm sure you get a lot from referrals, but. Um, most of my business, 110% of our business comes from Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. That's fantastic. And so we don't have a single loan or a single lead or single, I don't call them leads anymore. I work, I'm working on that. A single viewer does not that does not come from um social that's amazing the the i love the way that you have your your website set up you right when you get there you have a bunch of different educational material right it's it's pretty much from start to finish it seems like it's all educational and i feel like that's amazing right you have all these different guides on um conventional loans va loans whether you should refinance now what does that look like um what at what point did you kind of come to the realization that wow, if I just educate the consumer and I educate the marketplace, I'll have more business than I know what to do with? That was hard in the beginning because of course everyone who starts in the business, they need money first. And when you come off really thirsty, it's hard. So it is probably the one of the biggest challenges being on the internet and providing content is waiting for the business to turn and the business you get it's probably less than, it's probably 2% of the business that, uh, of the stuff you put out there. That's amazing. So kind of taking it back to the start, you said that you, you, you grew up in California, right? Were you always in California? Kind of like, 
were you i i know that you're you're vietnamese right so did you come from vietnam what what's the um kind of give us that backstory i was born in vietnam uh after one month of being born we came from vietnam to the united states so pretty much i lived in southern california my whole life gotcha that's pretty Very awesome cool. i have i have a follow-up question um because you did mention you know lenders tend to turn their attention towards realtors and getting the realtors. And that's where you pivoted and you said, Hey, I can do the same thing. Why is it so much easier or even attractive to the lenders to say, you know what, Mr. Realtor, I'll just go ahead and help you out with some Zillow money. And instead of like working on their personal brand, as you have working on some educational content and just putting in the work to go after the borrower. What do you think are like the, the struggles, the challenges, the difficulties, the roadblocks that they face? And they just say, here's your Zillow money. I think it's lazy, laziness. As you can tell, I stutter a lot. I don't speak well. I talk fast. So it's just a desperation that you need to make money, but not have someone else control of your life. I said, I had when I was funding like 65 million, I had six teams, each of them doing 10 million. I was their bitch for four years. And when they left me, they left me like that. Not even, they were, like I said, one guy did precious, sold precious metals. Another guy was selling satellite dishes. They didn't have two nickels to rub together. I made them millionaires. And it tells me that there is no loyalty in business, which you have to respect because everyone's doing what's best for them and their family. I will never put myself in a position where someone else has my balls. That's people, you, you need to get over that or you're never going to do it. And when That's you can think about that, then you're like, you know what? I don't care if I stutter, if I talk fast, if I can't complete a sentence, I'd rather sound like an idiot on the internet than walk around like a little bitch while someone holds all my balls all day, all day. <laughs> That's Have so you found that, that like people appreciate that a lot more? Like that raw realness of like, hey, look, this is who I, who I am, what I sound like. And if you like it, you like it, you don't, you don't. I don't sound like this on the internet because it's a, uh, for buy, a consumer to buy. I'm a very family channel, but I'm, you know, I'm guessing realtors and lenders are watching this. So yeah. I think you can be a little more raw and I'm this, you know, I keep it 100 when it comes to with realtors too and lenders, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta have that savage. You just gotta be a savage about it. And no one's going to pay your bills. No one cares about you except for you. So you got to do it. Like I suck on, I suck on camera. I don't know how to use technology, you know, because of all that, I make less because I don't do all the work myself and I have to leverage to other people to help me. And, you know, you, you make less, but you have peace and yeah. the they still need your, your talent to do their job. Yeah. That's amazing. And I love that right there. Like just the whole kind of diving into like more business development stuff. Um, we're a big proponent of who, not how right? Asking who can do this rather than how do I do it myself? And, you know, that's kind of how we've grown, right? We're at 24 team members now after three we three years and every single thing we approach with the, the lens of who, not how. It's like, should I actually be doing this? Probably not. 90% of the time, it's taking energy away from us, sucking the energy out of us, not giving us the energy um, with our unique ability. So what is it that um, or at what point were you like, yeah, I need to not do all of this stuff myself. And I would be way better off focusing on what I'm really good at and doing that a lot more, building relationships, creating content, um, educating, instead of doing all of the administrative kind of 
you know, time sucking, energy sucking tasks that businesses required to, to do to run. I think number one, you got to be honest with yourself. People aren't honest with themselves. Number two, make a list and write down the things you suck at. People like to write about the good things they, they're good at, right? Let's not boost self-esteem. Let's attack the problem. Make the list of all the stuff you suck at. And then when some, a tool, a task pops up, do you suck at it? Yes. Okay. If you suck at it, then you got to assign somebody. And was it, how much is it worth your time? And how much should you pay for that? I gotcha. That's so cool. So what kind of like, what's your structure right now? Um, do you, and what was like the first move that you made um, as far as hiring somebody, paying somebody to do something for you that you don't like to do? So the first, I suck with technology. So I hired someone. Um, he was end up, you know, being my business partner, uh, someone of our, our founding father business partner at the end, he passed away. He was a marketer at Pomona, uh, Cal, Cal Poly Pomona. And uh, I used him to video edit and to run ads and to build funnels. And I had another person back when graphic design was huge. He's like grandfathered into our company. He would make all our graphics, all our landing pages, all our, our clickbait. So those were my first two employees. So I would have the content and they would put it all together. Of course, you know, the leads would come in. I would deal with the loans myself. And eventually I had an assistant and that's how I grew. So I, I was the originator and they were making sure whatever I deliver out there, people are attracted to it. And then it came in. And we that's, went so, that's so interesting. I feel like people, you know, do the reverse, right? They hired assistant someone or a loan officer assistant, right. To, to do all the, the boring paperwork or whatnot, or take, um, you know, take that initial call pre-qualify. Um, that's so cool though. So you completely went at it a different way. You, you hired the marketing, the before unit to bring all the people in, set up all the information that people are interested in, and then just funnel all the business to you. Correct. Wow. What also, are your, good? Really quickly. What are your, what are your thoughts or what comes to mind when you hear or have even seen it in your business where money follows attention? So that, repeat that one more time. What comes to mind when you hear the words money follows attention? When I hear money follows attention, loud. The louder you are, the more attention you're going to get. Doesn't mean you're loud as your voice. I mean, you're out there. If you don't put yourself out there, you're not going to make money. And some and people, they're just, it's, it sucks. And this is where I think there's, I don't believe in a lot of the content top creators put out there. Just make a bunch of content and then you're going to be successful. Post five times a day. That's not being loud. What I'm talking about being loud is having a strategy to get noticed. That is being loud. I love it. Um, back to back to kind of like how you started off with marketing and, and media. Yeah. Do you remember what you were going to say after? Um, uh, with marketing and media, what I was going to say is um, the reason why I was on, I did the loans and I'm on the messenger and I didn't hire someone else to do that. How can you build content if you don't know what your people want and need? So true. So true. Literally just answering their questions, right? Correct. That's amazing. Wow. Everyone release content based on what they think the consumer wants to hear, or they think they know what the consumer wants. That's the exact opposite. And that's why I feel like you can't just 
like educate consumers anymore because they're educating consumers based on what they think the consumer needs. 90% of the content that I make now, it's not on based on what I think the consumer needs. I, I'm in the DMs. So I see what they need. I, I hear what they want. And the people who are really good at that will kill it. Like Scott Bentley kills it on TikTok because if you, he doesn't do any more education. He just knows how to, str- uh, how to string or how to hit the right string of the view, the consumer's emotions. He understands them as a buyer. And that's more important to them than actually lo- knowing how to read an LE. Yeah. Knowing the steps of how to close escrow on time. They don't give a rat's ass about that. They want you to understand and feel them. And that's why he's successful. And a lot of my new content is based more towards that, not on, I think this is what they want to hear. Oh, they need to understand what escrow means. Right. Right. <laughs> so if you're a loan officer just starting out, so I'm going to use one of our new friends. His name is Vincent. He started back in May of this year. And he comes to us and he's just like, Michael, Josh, I need to do something because I just lost out on three deals because the realtors on the other end did not know who I was. What do you recommend a person does at this point in time? They're early on in their career. I would put content on your page enough to, so when they can look you up, you can send them a link. You would, you need to fill up your tiles on your, your Instagram. Realtors aren't using TikTok yet. I love TikTok. Instagram is my jam, but I'm working on TikTok, but have your presence on the internet, you know? do things to make sure that you have a presence. And then when people look you up, you won't lose the deal. Love it. That's great. So kind of, kind of want to ask this question about, you know, you, so you got into the industry 2003 before you had a vending machine business. Um, your friend showed you the money you could make selling mortgages, right? Right. Helping people get homes. What, um, you know, between 2003, 2008, you know, all these guys laughing at you because they have, you know, they have their strong purchase business and they're still making money. What, you know, did you have anybody that you were mentored by or somebody that you look up to um, within the mortgage industry that kind of took you under their wing or maybe not even, you know, you didn't even know them personally, but who did you consume? Um, who, who was that person or people? Uh it's someone who probably dislikes me a lot because he ended up working for me the, uh, later on. But I, you know, I helped restore his life. We, we both have our opinions on things. So I don't want to say that I'm right. He's right. His name was John Martinez. Unfortunately, you know, we've, we had a bad fallout. But when everything crashed, I tried to get into Chapter 13 refinancing. You know, they start changing guidelines where you can pull out less cash. And, you know, he, he told me, Min, if you focus on purchases, you will make it through this market. Because I did chapter 13 refinance, I knew a lot about FHA. So he said, since you know so much about FHA, focus on FHA purchases. In a market when it crashes, people don't have a lot of money. So minimal down payment is going to be the key. So just some things like that. I went and I changed companies. I worked for him. And I ended up, you know, in three months, I did more units than everyone in his office. And then I left to another company. Um, But yes, he was the first one. And just watching his failures as someone in his 50s who, you know, has tons of opportunity. And I learned from his failures and his mishaps what to not to do. So from 2008 up moving up, I kind of did things on my own. That's probably why I lost my business in the future uh, in 2017, because I didn't have a, a strong mentor. And then I had a new mentor who actually bailed me out of, not bailed me, but helped pull me out of the situation I was in in 2017. 
And he's someone I, you know, I look to, he's like, my, he's my best friend. His name is Carlos Velasquez. And he today even gives me guidance and understanding of what I need to do. Wow. That's awesome. So that's, so that's more so from the business side of things, like the, um, when it comes down to you know, what you, what you should be focusing on. What about content? Um, I know that, you know, you're, your late business partner was very um, involved in the whole social media, the marketing, the, you know, making sure that people were, were getting what they needed. Um, but what about now? Do you, do you look at to anyone for inspiration as far as content? Um, you know, keeping in mind that our audience is primarily real estate professionals really wanting to grow their brands online. Honestly, recently, um, I don't, uh, content itself, I don't watch any realtors or lenders because I feel like everyone's copying someone else mm -hmm. and they're building content based on what they assume. Yeah. So, but recently I've learned to put together my explainer videos better, uh, watching a guy called the mortgage kitchen. His name is Jedi. And he's been doing mortgages for only two years. I have so much respect for that guy. The way he puts together his messages is unbelievable. So he taught me something called disproportional numbers. If you disproportional, do disproportional numbers, you're creating this, um, this image or this desire for the consumer to chase something small to something big or something big that was so expensive, really expensive to make it cheaper. Um, this guy, I can say hands down, Pound for pound, probably going to be the, the biggest mortgage loan officer surpassing anyone on, on Instagram uh, that, I, that I know. Like pound for pound, probably the best. Like, like I like Scott a lot. He has almost a million followers, but yeah. his content doesn't match this guy, Jedi. And me and Jedi met up. He just helped me with a couple of tweaks, but I don't have a British accent. That's, that's the only difference. But just the way he does the messages, I literally, I'm using my content but his delivery, how I put it together, I recently changed it because of him. And he's been very, he's impacted my, uh, my social a lot. And I just met him a couple months ago. That's awesome. Yeah. I was uh, looking him up, he's, you know, 156 K looks like he's, bro, he's this guy can turn it. Go, sorry about that. No, you're good. Go this for it. guy can turn it on and off. He just doesn't have the business savviness that I have. That's why he was stuck for so long, but this guy can increase organic viewers without any. I've looked up people's accounts. I know who's paying for followers. And if someone's stuck at a hundred some thousand followers for a long time, and then they were growing at 5,000 a month, there's no way it just turned off like that. Right. Right. So I know even top guys who are, who are lenders, they're full of, I'm not saying, I don't want to talk too much Matt because they'll know who I'm talking about, um, <laughs> but they hit a cap and they stuck and they're stuck, but they always pump more money in to increase because they grow in increments. This guy right. doesn't grow in increments. He grows. He can, but he can turn it on and off by his delivery in a message. And that is so much, that's like Thor power, right? <laughs> it's not Iron Man power. It's all manufactured through your, you know, it's not through your money. This guy's got Thor power. Wow. I yeah, that. no, his, his content looks amazing. His thumbnails are awesome too. Um, but look at it. He doesn't spend money. He's all organic. Yeah. And he, no, no, he doesn't spend, he, he edits everything himself, you know? He just the way he films his cuts everything. I say this guy's he he's he's the man. That's wow. really cool. Well, if he if he hoot out some of those things, I'm sure he'd he's focused some more time on becoming an industry expert, right? Um, like the like the skills that you have. That's so cool though. Um, 
last question for me really and something to kind of uh something that you can leave with the audience what's one thing you know a lot of people all right let me let me rephrase this a lot of old people in this industry a lot of people that you know are not there they have a resistance to social media facebook we get it all the time oh facebook doesn't work for me facebook doesn't work instagram doesn't work what's the one thing that you'd say to those people for encouraging them to either give it another shot or a strategy that they could use to maybe start seeing success well if you don't do social be ready to retire and get a reverse mortgage on your home because you're not going to make money like you're not gonna make money in the future i tell right now social media is going to eat up everybody like social media dictates everything. You see, like, look at the, what the Kardashians did with social. Look at everyone else. Like all the millionaires are in their early teens, 20, 30. It's all social. Social dominates. And I and I don't want to admit that either, but it, I, I'm in the game because it pays the bills. I'm an introverted person, but you need social media if you want to make it through the next 10 years or you're not wow. going to make it. Without social, you're not going to make it. And if you're over 35, 40, there's so many strategies that I can tell you right now, if you work with the right, if you direct the companies you work with correctly, you don't have to do as much social as you think. We put it on a pedestal because we don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. But once you understand it, you're really not doing as much anymore. You know, the, all this stuff, what Gary V says and all these other guys, I don't believe it hundred percent. Cause you just got, it's not about putting out a lot of content. It's about getting through the algorithm. I hate to say it, but it is. But once you understand it, you're not really doing the content. So if you are a person that doesn't want to be on camera as much, you have to kind of be on camera. But if you know how to tell your, your employees what to do, you're going to make it social. I was telling that to someone yesterday. He's he's in, uh, I think, um, Ohio. And I told him, like, do these things. This, have your kids do this. You're going to go viral. Promise. That's so great. Michael, you have anything else? Yeah, the one last thing. Um like just tell me what how you would fill this in real estate realtors lenders would be better if they listen to their clients beautiful love it love it and thank you content. so much man absolutely <laughs> of course create the content put it out there because everybody else is asking the same exact question that they're being asked by their clients huh correct I love it. Well, man, thanks so much, man. Anything that you want to plug to the audience? Uh, the only thing I'd plug to the audience is don't put social media on a pedestal. Just start. And it's easier than you think it is if you just stopped and paid attention. Love That's it. all I can say. Love it. That's thanks, awesome. man. Really yeah, appreciate no you joining. At what's a mortgage on Instagram, go give them a follow. Definitely someone that you should be following in 2022 and beyond. Thanks so much. Thanks. Thank you, man.